Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. What's up, folks? This is your host, Kyle, speaking. Uh, welcome to another episode of Hensley's Hangout, where me and my co-host, Pat, break down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. Pat, how you doing today? Doing good. Welcome back. It's been a while. It has. So we took last week off as we were kind of figuring out this wacky, uh, I guess, fantasy championship week. Damar Hamlin, uh, may he rest in peace, went into <laughs> cardiac arrest on the field. They were not able to resuscitate him on the field. And, um, you know, prayers up to the Hamlin family. Sounds like he's doing great. I mean, they had to use defibrillator CPR. He's, no, no, he didn't make it, dude. They, they brought out the defibrillator and CPR on the field. Yeah, I know. And then they, he left. He's in a hearse. He's dead. <laughs> rest in peace, Damar Hamlin. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we're going that route. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's alive. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin died, and I won the championship. Oh, right. Sorry, we're, we're doing that whole game. What is this, like, <laughs> end game or something of Avengers? <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyways, <laughs> while you were sleeping, Brennan is our champion. Yeah, yeah, congrats to Brennan. Uh, we're bringing him in later on to chat about um, Cinderella story in the playoffs. Um, crazy stuff that happened with just the NFL in general and his injury and, you know, by the way, craziest stuff I've seen on TV in a sporting event. I was on the edge of tears when I saw it just because I could see the players visibly upset and I could tell by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman when they cut it to the studio, the sports world, you could just tell the seriousness of it. Definitely crazy timing given the whole kind of like focus on player safety throughout the year. It was just like... I don't know. Couldn't have happened at a worse time. No, for sure. I mean, you gotta, first off, got to give it up to the medical professionals. I mean, at Cincinnati Hospital, uh, Bill's athletic trainers. I mean, just absolutely insane. And, and uh, then uh, just this past week, did you see, was it like the rookie the, on, the, on the Packers? No, on the, the guy on the Packers who like Quay, shoved, the, Quay Walker. shoved the, uh, the Lions trainer out of the yeah, way. That, yeah, the worst week to like. Give disregard. To Hilarious. And that'd then, be like a cop saving a life, and then all of a sudden, he, a, a cop, you just push a cop. Like after. the guy is in the in the uh, tunnel after the game, like Visibly crying upset. and moaning about losing the game. Anyway. Uh, I thought you were about to mention the Steelers player getting resuscitated after that was part of the celebration. I, I, Very off color. So the, apparently, that celebration was in Madden, and it's not anymore. <laughs> They they took it out of the Madden. A game. resuscitation celebration got canceled. Got canceled out of Madden. Well, I mean, just not going to go down that rabbit hole of like cancel culture, but like that is just wild. Yeah, R.I.P. Demar. So, do you think the NFL like with the Bengals Bills game? Like, do you think they made the right decision, or how how do you think that worked out? I mean, try not to have any bias with the fantasy aspect of it, but like, I what mean, do you think about it? I I mean, there there are no right answers. It's, right. It. I mean, it stinks for the Bills because they were no longer in the running for the one seed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was going to be a difficult game for them, no matter what, but. They're a good team, and there's a reason why they were ahead of the Bengals. So there was no guarantees. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I can't cry I just think it's milk. nuts is that they all these perfect storm factors came. I mean, obviously a very freak life incident occurred, but two teams last like second to last week of regular season meeting, playoff implications, seating mm-hmm. implications, and there's no way you know this game. That's why the NFL took so long and 
borderline insensitive with this whole possible warm-up period mm-hmm. and this possible rescheduling the game while these guys were still focused on their teammates' attention and Hamlin hadn't even woken up. So, like, I understand the NFL trying to play it just for, like, the usual aspects, but there was just so much at stake here. And I think, you know, I think, again, they made the right decision. Yeah, I mean, whatever. What's done is done. Yep. Um, I guess uh, moving on from that topic a little bit, we are now officially in off-season mode with Brennan's championship victory. Um, we're going to be doing occasional episodes throughout the off-season. I mean, I, I know we want to do one soon, breaking down all the trades from this past year. I feel like year one, everybody kind of wanted to see what they had in their team. And then this year, really, like the floodgates opened. There was tons of trades throughout the season. So we kind of want to take a look back on those. I wouldn't mind doing a draft recap, yep. you know, looking back on the last two years of drafts, what's panned out, what hasn't, what kinds of strategies seem Absolutely. to be working. Um, and we also could just solicit the opinion of the league and oh, determine, yeah. you know, what they want, if they want to keep the podcast going with in the offseason in terms of, you know, just regular football news. I mean, obviously our main agenda is fantasy driven, but we do talk about regular football and the implication it has on the fantasy world. And we, we could always have, um, you know, emergency episodes should some uh, crazy trade go through in our league during the offseason. Right. Anyway, um, also, regular season's wrapped up. Black Monday just concluded. Kind of a sleepy Black Monday. Yeah, nothing too surprising. I mean, we had a feeling that Lovie Smith was going to be the fall guy for the Texans toxic organization. Cliff Kingsbury... There was no guarantees, but there was a lot of people saying he needs to get the hell out of here. He didn't mesh well with Murray, and uh, they both joined, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, Matt Rule, and Frank Reich in unemployment currently. Lovey Smith, Bears icon. Yeah. Bears icon. Winning that game and getting the Bears the one seed again. We'll be talking about it later with Brennan, but uh, pretty wild. Yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting why they did that but i mean i think that was his I mean, last love, middle finger exactly he's lighting sh- a bag of shit on fire on the bear's doorstep yeah I don't blame him and uh sick love so it. i mean they call it black monday because usually there's a lot of they usually say like about five seven nine teams get rid of head coaches in, in the offseason. is that average really seven to nine well, five is like the bare minimum mm-hmm. but it usually ends up being like seven or eight hmm. and uh i mean after playoffs we'll see because mm-hmm. i think Depending on these teams' performances with the Cowboys and Chargers, I, th- I think their coaches like Staley and uh, McCarthy, Mc- Mike McCarthy, could be hitting unemployment too, just for the fact of the matter that Sean Payton's out there. And mm-hmm. I know Sean Payton wants to go to a stable organization. They keep saying, you know, Denver and Walmart money, but that just I wouldn't touch that organization with a ten foot pole. I mean, there's not a, the openings right now that are there aren't that great. I could probably predict. I mean, they keep going at say Jim Harbaugh wants to come back to the NFL and right. he's going to command a boatload of money. But I mean, I think the Chargers' job could open up, especially if Mike Williams doesn't play and they get their shit pumped. Mm-hmm. I just think Brandon Staley. You know, I wouldn't say he's dumb, but I just think he has a lack of oversight and doesn't think things through on and off the field with situational. The, the football. Chargers, the personnel is like totally elite. It's crazy that the team doesn't play. A very injury-prone elite, though. I mean, yeah. most of their players, you know, outside of Herbert, was uh, hurt this year, whether that was, you know, Joey Boza, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. You know, these are Derwin James. Like, yeah. these guys are, like, 
top 10, top 15 players at their positions when healthy. Mm -hmm. And they're just not, when they're not on the field, like Herbert has to do more. Mm -hmm. And you're, they already knew that their position was locked up before their game even started because mm-hmm. of the Ravens Bengals. Yeah, why album. the f- why the hell did they start those guys? Rhetorical question. Like, yeah, maybe play them to keep them in and like feeling like as like a seven on seven scrimmage. But like once you've like, I would have possibly not even started them. I was but I, I was thinking like maybe that. first quarter, but like they were playing into the fourth against the Bengals or uh, the the Broncos who had nothing to play for. Right. I was thinking that about the Eagles too. Like and. and in that case, the ball bounced in the way of not injury. Thank goodness. Right. I think but the Eagles' like, situation was that Hertz was out for two weeks. They wanted to get him back and playing a little bit why, because they're going to be out the for rest, Why is the rest of the team in? I'm not sure. I think it's people were scared of the, like, the two-week layoff because I know the Ravens did it when they were 14-2. and two. Mm-hmm. They basically – Lamar was off for like three weeks technically because they mm-hmm. didn't play him in right. the last week of the season, had the first round by. So yeah. that's that's – you got to find that fine line between like chemistry and cohesion, but also mm-hmm. health, because that would just suck if these guys, you know, that got you to the playoffs, you don't even have them. So I, I feel like in week eighteen, really, like there was only a handful of of spots that were up for grabs. Most Correct. of it was pretty locked up. Um, seven seeds on both sides. The Seahawks, they ended up taking the seven seed over uh, the Lions and the Packers. I. I you pointed this out beforehand, and I think you're right. Kind of America was rooting for the Lions. Yeah, there was just a fun story, and it's just there's a lot of good storylines there with Campbell and just the Lions haven't you know done anything ever. It's so, too bad that they that they scheduled the games the way they did. Yeah, I didn't like that either because you know, but the the Lions just with their attitude, you know, the fact that they said, "Well, we're not getting in, we're not letting our division foe get in either." So mm-hmm. that I really respected that, and they. They played well. Um, we can talk about it later, maybe. But we're in the off season with Rodgers. But I mean, that's three years in a row losing games that you shouldn't have. I mean, Brady at home, mm-hmm. Garoppolo at home. Now Jared Goff at home, who surprisingly had a really good season. So it's like, the, I don't know. But Seahawks are in. Geno Smith, probably the runaway comeback player of the year. Yeah, well, it's certainly come the back first from half. being. He's <clears> come back the, off of being uh, Geno Smith. Oh, well, yeah. The first half of the year was incredible. Second half, he's kind of been on a downward trajectory. I feel like now going into the playoffs versus the Niners, Tyler Lockett has a broken finger. He's not playing. Um, or he's playing halfway. It's yeah. like, it's not It's not. I think this be is just upset. playing with house money at this point and exactly. just doing this for pride. I mean, I think they have the fifth pick from the Broncos yeah. too. So it's like, yeah. they're just, this is kind of like, you know, like your retirement happy hour. You just mm-hmm. go and like yeah. have a couple of drinks and enjoy yourself, and then like the rest of your world life starts the next day. So it's like, I don't know. And what about the AFC? What'd you think about uh, January Joe Flacco keeping the Steelers out? For Dude, us? that was nice. That was <laughs> that was re- that was nice for sure. Keep the Steelers out. I love when the Pats lose. Fucking hate the Patriots. Um, I mean, as a Tyreek Hill booster, I like what's going on down in. Uh, Miami. You so, do? Yeah. What do you like about it? I, I mean, it's a, just a fun team to watch. Um, I think their quarterback situation is getting a little bit more interesting as the days go on. Oh, it sucks for sure. Everything else is fun, though. I meant like, I think their whole organization, there's, I think a lot of people predicted this was going to happen. Like they'd be competing for playoffs, maybe on the outskirts of playoffs. Mm. And it all depended on Tua's health and his like play. And both of them have come into question. I mean, he, he played pretty well during the season, but. He 
He had a couple awful games. Yeah, awful games and the concussions. And if you've noticed these concussions, I mean, they're just normal hits. They're mm-hmm. not like he's not getting like totally. Or as we like to say, ear hold. He's not getting ear hold. <laughs> yes, he's getting concussions. And it's not just, ear. And hold. I think a lot of these hits are just general wear and tear as a quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. with not having that body to sustain them like a Herbert or a Josh Allen, you get hurt a lot easily. Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably thinking about quarterback in the offseason. I mean, they put, they spent a lot of money in the offseason. I mean, I'm sure they're definitely looking at possible destinations for other quarterbacks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're in. We'll see what they can do. And the Steelers, though, a lot of people are high on them going into next season. It looks like Kenny Pickett actually is a legitimate starting quarterback. I mean, not having the st- statistics that would say he's a stud, but he's – I think proven that he's a capable starting quarterback in the NFL, and I mean, we'll see how the rest of how they do in the off season with building the offensive line behind him and yep. other aspects on defense. But I mean, Steelers definitely have to feel good going into next season with another winning record. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it more competition, better for everybody. Um, in other news, for the Ravens, locked up Roquan Smith today, uh, got him really. For the whole prime of his career, um, it's it's funny because like my initial reaction was like, "Damn, nice!" Like we got this awesome like. I was we, shocked we, that we got it done this early. Yeah, right. So on one level, it's 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 perfect, right? We have this awesome leader on the defense right. cornerstone of the defense until Theo will be in kindergarten. I looked that up. Yeah, make um, sure make sure that's his jersey too. When he yeah. walks in the first day of kindergarten, Roquan jersey. But like as Sean pointed out, it's also like a silly classic Ravens move where like all of our best players are the least important teams on a modern NFL team mm-hmm, or right. at least important positions yeah, on a modern everybody's NFL team. Everybody's looking at, you know, well, I know he said that, but one thing he needs to, or I think, you know, Sean likes to highlight that, you know, Justin Tucker, Mark Andrews outside Lamar Jackson are, our, you know, top players. But at the same time, we have, we already addressed our major assets with contracts, like whether they're performing or not and the return on investment, that's another question, but, or another discussion, Ronnie Stanley's locked up, left tackle. Marlon Humphrey, locked down corner, locked up. Ronnie Stanley is always hurt. He's never going to be at full health ever again. But my point is, is that you have a left tackle. Like these are positions that <laughs> we are don't well. have a left tackle. I mean, he's played well this year when he's on the field. Which is what four games? I mean, we can take this offline if you want to <laughs> discuss that. But I, what I'm saying is, <laughs> Roquan Smith, as soon as they trade for him, immediate impact. Stats yes, prove true. Yeah, of course. They showed what the, the defense ended up being. Before the trade and after the trade. Obviously, mm-hmm. he had a lot to do with it. Allowed Patrick Queen to become more of a free-roaming linebacker mm-hmm. and act more like the safety, pretty much, that he is. He's got more of a safety aspect with the speed. and, t- But, you know, they got a, they got us le- legitimate safeties with Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Chuck Clark's pretty good. Kyle Hamilton, great draft pick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they'll – I'm sure they'll be looking corner in the draft. But, I mean, they definitely need a pass rush, which is another – but, I mean, that was a great pickup. And, totally agree. And I think, like I said, surprised that they got it done this early, and I was worried to see if, like, because of our fabulous compensatory pick mm-hmm. formula, if they were just going to let him go. But, I mean, oh they would Oh, my God. That would be ridiculous. No, I mean, I it was great, and uh, I'm really happy. Well, uh, you want to move on? Yep, let's talk about uh, your Super Bowl. Last week, today. Well, although that Monday Night Football game was never played, uh Brennan, I, I want to say it was like ninety-five to five percent or something like that when the game was was you know called. not n- yeah basically called. So um, 
we ended up giving the giving the victory to Brennan, which seemed like the only right thing to do. And I told you this on Sunday when I came over to watch the game, and I know you texted me on the side to kind of solicit my opinion since I'm a commissioner in another league and what how I would handle it. All I want, all I want to say to you is I think you handled the situation properly. I think you handled it. I know it sucks because you were in the championship and you didn't want to show bias and just knowing your general personality, you're kind of a people pleaser. But with Brennan being ahead by so much and being projected to win by that much, I think it was just right for you to concede on that aspect. I I can go into other aspects where, as we've talked about in our group chat about Eric in our other league, not willing to concede and the decisions we were made. So I just wanted to give you the applaud on that. But uh, we can talk about the game itself. No, thanks. I, I mean, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was coming up with all kinds of schemes to kind of like... I'm sure you were like menacing. Well, with... I was just looking at like what are other people doing and whatnot, just like what kinds of things could you do to play it out in some way. I mean, you were talking about somebody's league where they uh, Used simulated Madden. the game in Madden. Yeah, People like adding we in Week that. 18 scores. It's like... So, yeah. And there were so many different options. I just think, I mean, personally, and Paul reached out to me too because, you know, he's a commissioner of another league, and he asked me what my thoughts were. My personal thought process was don't overcomplicate it. Like, use use logic. It would been one thing if, let's say, you were ahead, right, and Brennan was projected to win. Mm-hmm. Now, no, of course. Like, but, I mean, for example, that's how it was for me in another league, and my first reaction was, Okay, I'm winning, even though they're projected to win, we'll never know. But they called it on my behalf. But because I'm the commissioner and the, because I had some bias, I'm like, I don't want to be that stubborn asshole and just take the pot. Mm-hmm. So that's where we split the pot. And, you know, the, there was so many different ways you could have went with it. But I think what we did was the right way. Uh, well, I actually just got a text from Brennan. He's not going to be able to call in. Oh, why is that? He just said some stuff came up. Oh, he took the money and ran. He's going to Cabo <laughs> with Nikki and Barrett. 200 bucks, baby. <laughs> Put it all on black. <laughs> uh, well, too bad we won't be able to catch up with him. Um, anyway, the Super Bowl recap. My team shit the bed. Brennan's didn't. Yeah, I mean, I was... That was the definition of fantasy football right there. Yeah. I mean, like, no offense, Brennan. Good team and all, and great season. Congrats on the win. But Kyle... Your team was better, in my opinion, and obviously you were projected to win by a lot, but that was just one of the games where your team just shit the bed, and clearly Patrick Mahomes is Oakland's MVP and mm-hmm. arguably the MVP of the NFL this year. Well, I mean, dude, Daniel Jones, literally best game of his entire career from a fantasy <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> and, got, and it was their playoff ceiling. You yeah. know, that guy yeah. got them in the playoffs. He had yeah. 36 points. Clutch Daniel Jones. Yeah, I wish I had that from Lamar this season. It's consistent <laughs> 36 points, but... I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I, no doubt. I mean, unreal points left on your bench, though. I mean, um, some of them were. It's it's a it's it's like it was all year misleading. for me. It's like I was not going to start Raheem Mostert. Nope. The way that it's been such a coin toss for the Dolphins, either both him and Jeff Wilson have bad games, or one of them has a great game, and it's like who knows which one's yeah. going to be. So I wasn't starting him. Cordero Patterson has not been playing great. I wasn't going to start him. And Algier had a good game too, and he seemed. It seems like they've been transitioning to him. I mean, the, the one that the one that does hurt is DJ Moore. He's been playing well lately. He definitely seems to have. He he gels with with uh, anybody Donald. that's not Baker Mayfield. I mean, he did well with PJ Walker too. That's true. 
That's true. Yeah. So anyway, I, the DJ Moore thing. The DJ Moore thing hurts. I mean, it's like Christian Kirk. He was. He's been bipolar ever since like week six. So I mean, it was just. The running back thing was depressing. Saquon and Sanders both shit the bed. You did have a nice little start with McKinnon, though. That was a nice little lightning in a bottle start. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of weeks he's been going going nuts, so I had to had to start him. But I mean, yeah, Brennan's quarterbacks really carried the team. Outside of that, it was a pretty middling day. I mean, yeah, Mike both Williams. Your t- both your team, both your tight ends sucked. Oh, absolutely. Higby All- and uh, finally your tight ends caught up to you too. Yeah, absolutely. It's too bad. I mean, I I have faith. For Njoku next year, I, I gotta think that Watson's gonna put something together in the off season. But um, yeah, not this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe with a full off season to practice and play, if he gets back to his, I don't think he's gonna get back to that top five potential. Definitely top ten is in the realm, but I'm not sure with him in Cleveland. I mean, he looks pretty bad. He yeah. had some flashes. He's, he's but... looked horrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's looked really, really bad. I mean, he can't look that bad next year. There's no way. Yeah, I'm not, and that's another job that could be up is the Stefanski. Stefanski, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, I mean, they, that's another team that overthinks and just apparently bad, toxic organization. So we'll see. But hey, you got him next year. I mean, you've been, you got to win one of these. You know, Hensley's hangout, or I'm sorry, Cashman's heroes. I'm bummed. Uh, yeah, I mean, two years in the finals, two losses. It hurts, but yeah, I was gonna say how 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 have you been coping? Have you needed a friend? Are you okay? Well, this actually is a good transition. <laughs> I was gonna say you could hit the bottle, but oh yeah, so I we we should be finishing off this malort this week, but I'm doing dry January. <laughs> right, I'm working on myself, baby. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I am not. I can confirm I am not working on myself. I had a few. Uh, Little couple sips of Grandpa's old cough medicine this weekend in Philly with Paul. Oh, there we go. Told you we did a nice little bar hop. It was always fun doing that center city fun. Um, well, I, I guess that takes us into our next topic. Uh, we we cooked up a couple of New Year's resolutions for each team. We just, you know, a little bit of New Year, New Me. Um, these all the teams in the league could could stand to benefit or I guess change up something for the team. So I guess we could just start at the top here. We were gonna just ask Brennan on the phone what his New Year's resolution yeah, is, but right. he's not calling in. So you know what his resolution is? Be punctual. Don't be a flake. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I think uh, I mean we would love to ask him what his actual what he thinks he could work on for next season. But I mean, obviously he probably want to get a little bit better depth. At some positions and you know consistent starts, but I mean that's across the board. But let me ask you, what's your what do you think your uh, what do you think your resolution is? Um, I mean, I think I think I got to figure out running back a little bit. I, I I got Saquon Barkley, that was great, but I had it's just too many cooks in the kitchen. So I I mean this is officially I'm officially opening Kyle's or excuse me, Ryan Abshagan's uh, running back outlet. It's open for business for 2023. His, uh, his campaign um, office is open. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think using some of my existing running back assets to get younger at one wide receiver. I mean, Tyreek Hill, he's not getting any younger. But he's, um, he's a stud. No, obviously. But, I mean, you know, you could always start playing it for the future. Yep, absolutely. I think, you know, I think I'm kind of in that same boat with the running back aspect where I have a bunch of capable ones, but I could upgrade at position. So 
I think that was what I wrote for you too, was kind of start and start the right running backs. I mean, mm. it's not that it's depth isn't a problem, but when you, you know, can improve in some aspects or limit your room for error with having less of them, mm-hmm. it makes you have automatic starts. And who knows, Tony Pollard could be the guy in, on another team or just playing for the Cowboys. I mean, they might part ways with Zeke. So that could be already an upgrade. So you never know. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Prudence, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. He's got to get younger at QB. Like now. Like, yeah, yesterday. I think, uh, yeah, that was one I... I wonder, do you think he was in the the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think a lot of people were because of the fact that everybody knew how much Trevor Lawrence would command. If I knew that it was Marquise Brown in a first, I would have given him at least Mike Evans in a first at minimum, (laughs) maybe more. Like, if I knew that's all it took, but I digress. I mean, he made one trade in the offseason for a quarterback, and it was Matthew Stafford. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, sometimes, like, I see these trades go through, and I'm like, motherfuckers, like, this is like Khalil Herbert. You got him for a first rounder. I'm like, what would would I get for Nick Chubb, your whole draft, all your draft picks for the next three years? Like, just shit. We could talk about those in the offseason. But, um, yeah, just with Brady being 46 and sounds like the Raiders move is even more and more mm-hmm. probable mm-hmm. with not just the fact that they want to get rid of Derek Carr, but the fact that the Niners are definitely not going after him with Trey Lance coming back and the emergence of Brock Purdy. So it's – I don't think Brady to Niners. But then, you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely – there's some concerns if he's coming back or not. I mean, I think he's just being a little extra. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with that. And then Ryan Tannehill, I think he's kind of petered out on Tennessee, and we're not really sure if Malik Wells is the guy or not. And I mean, don't... Tannehill will be back at least. Yeah, but I mean, as a viable fantasy player. Yeah, maybe not. So that, there's his four quarterbacks. And I mean, he's got Desmond Ritter. He's got Jarrett Stidham. He does have Jarrett Stidham. But... <laughs> that, was a, that was a strong waiver wire pickup. Yeah. Respect on that one. Worth a shot. What do we have for Dan Urban? I wrote he needs definitely wide receiver depth and talent. Um, I think also maybe be a little bit more careful with your fab budget. Remember the <laughs> week that he blew up like ninety five dollars on Heineke and Bailey Zappi the Ooh. same week. Are they both still on his team? Uh, yeah. Okay. Confirmed. Well, at least at least he's uh, doing the sunken cost fallacy. <laughs> I was gonna write uh, get younger, but we know that's his not. He know that's been his. That's basically like his credo. It's like probably tattooed on his fist, get younger. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we highlighted this many times during the offseason with McLaurin being his only legitimate guy on a, you know, unstable quarterback room in Washington. But, you know, and we also talked about that, yeah, we keep forgetting he has Calvin Ridley, but, you know, I'm really unsure about what that production is. But if he can be the Calvin Ridley that was killing it for the Falcons on the 75% Jaguars. 75% of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's another steal that he could have. I mean, again, he's got to get in football shape. Who mm-hmm. knows? This Sean Watson showed us, you know, being off for that long, right? Even whether injuries are, and he was injured and he has mental health issues, so we'll, we'll see, see but, what develops. But yeah. uh, McCracken, I think he's probably focusing on QB in the off season, which is crazy because, like, you know, with Tua and Russ, it's like okay, great, you should it, and Gino. Well, just thinking about, like, offseason last year, he was like, I am set, dude. Tua's going to have a breakout. 
Russ is on the new team with the sweet weapons. Like this is going to be They'd awesome. Be, they would have both been automatic starts. Uh, right, and it's I mean it's crazy what's transpired in both of those situations by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean Russ Wilson, there's you know he showed like flashes against the Chargers in the game last game of the season, but I'm I'm not sure with a new coach what happens or it, if, I mean it's definitely it, no one's optimistic about it. No, and then Tua with the injuries and. You know, the Dolphins possibly trying to move off of him. There's some discussions there. Geno's in his early 30s, even though he likely will be comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, he just needs to find a stable quarterback that can, right. you know, play more. And the, I mean, the, the, the scores aren't the problem. It's the. You like, know who you know who he's got? Sam Howell. Mm. What do we. Washington has been talked about a landing place for some quarterbacks, like a Jimmy G or somebody. Could be. I mean, but I wouldn't be shocked if they at least try to see what they've got in Sam Howell. Yeah, I mean, he did okay against the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. again, Cowboys look like ass, and it's not much to show them. But, I mean, they're, this is a this is the fun part of Dynasty where it's like you hold on to these assets and maybe something attaches, maybe not, who knows. But, it's but again, the resolution was find a stable starting quarterback. I don't think yes. Sam Howell No, is. you're right, you're right. That's not that for sure. Um, Mundus, what do you think? Better valuation of talent and worth. What do you mean by worth? Do you think Cleo Herbert is worth oh, it? Oh, value, trade value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He made some questionable ones. Um, yeah, and, I mean, he got Dalvin Cook in a trade, but I think evaluating what he had with Swift and Edwards, I mean, again, we're talking about all these trades in the offseason, but, uh, you know, I think establishing worth better in terms of your assets I'd say is probably on his agenda. I mean, like you said, he's got a pretty good team, and I think he can move some pieces around. But I think the return on investment on some pieces, and I've just talked to Paul, and he's definitely not afraid to bridge the the trade talk. Mm-hmm. We, we engaged in discussions multiple times, couldn't get it anything done. I think he knows. Like, I think this is sad to say, but I think he likes to prey on people. Like he he likes to try to think of people where he can get more out of them, and I think he knows. I mean, that's the way it goes. Right, obviously, but I mean, a lot of the reason we couldn't get anything done was he was trying to fleece me on some. Oh aspects. yeah, right. I mean, yeah. looking I mean, back at name it, name of the game. I mean, I, looking back at it, I could have gotten a quite the serious haul for Clyde Edwards-Helaire with George Kittle and George Pickens for him. <gasps> yeah. Oh no! Oh yeah. my gosh, dude, you should have taken that deal. Yeah, there's you a lot. Of, up. There's a lot of hindsight in 2020. Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say I fucked up, but I mean, it was all part of the. He was also playing well too. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, I can get more. And this was at... Wow. I mean, I still got Amari Cooper. I had to give up my first, yeah. which is like... I'm not upset with that trade per se. But, you know, these are things I shed light on in the... We'll, we'll talk about it. And, I mean, oh, we, we've got to talk about mine. Yeah, you talked about it earlier. With just saying I needed to be a better coach. <laughs> <laughs> I just basically need to start better people. That's my whole... Like, I like my team and... Uh, diversify my assets. I mean, we kind of have similar yeah. resolutions, I guess. That maybe that's why you, you meant why we already talked about it. So the Heflins, I, I think that they could be a resurgent squad, but it's interesting that we found out today, Drew Crane's uh, newsletter for your other <laughs> league, this is, I, I'm seeing a trend emerge. Is Brendan just a perennial bad <laughs> fantasy player? I, I thought you were going to say a perennial loser, but... <laughs> He, he, his text today made me laugh because I could just say, like, he says, sucks a little over the line, my man. <laughs> but, I mean, 
Brendan, we've always joked about with uh, fantasy and just sports takes. I mean, he's like a uh, a Skip Bayless type with his comments sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely a troll and very stubborn with his Bears talk. I mean, he's not easy to trade with. Well, no, he he he's not easy to trade with at all. He hasn't made one trade. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Brendan. I've and it's also hard to engage with him at times just because of his work schedule and the activeness. But I told him that he's got a lot of pieces that are absolute studs, you know, with Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews. And and in the wings, Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Josh Palmer, who knows what's going to happen with him. James Cook could come on next year. Uh, yeah. Pratt, Pat Fryermuth. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. And then he's got Mitch Trubisky, oh. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. But, like, why are they, Yeah. But, I mean, he does have Justin Fields, too. And my point is, like, at what point do you make that extra kick? Or if you just want to ride it out, that's one option and just have the faith in the drafting. But I just think, you know, trade talk and engaging with other teams would probably help him a little bit. Or do some just better draft prep. I mean, going into it, you know, James Cook – Mm-hmm. Not a terrible draft pick. I mean, it's too early to yeah, be seen. Too early to say. But I mean, with you know, a Damian Pierce on the board, a uh, other other running backs or wide receivers that could make an impact right away. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with James Cook. If it really is just a slow burn, and you know, Damian Pierce, he's just gonna kind of flame out. He's a later round pick, not as much Al- capital. Al- yeah, Algier I mean, was on the board. I mean, yeah, these are guys I mean, that have better. Op- I mean, it's just the Bills' offense and a running back and. I think they're trying to transition out of Singletary. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe it could work. Joe Dennis, I mean, he's on it. He's improving the depth all the time. He's making trades. He's going to draft 17 people this year. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he we, we are His resolution know. was addressed in week one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, Nate, I think kind of similarly, he needs the depth. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of zeros on his bench on a week-to-week yeah. basis because there's people that are just not playing. I think he did a pretty – decent job trying to you know rebuild his team in the offseason not not as well as sean did in my opinion but i mean if if nate can have a pretty strong draft with owning every pick in the third round this year Mm -hmm. i mean i think he can build off of that i he didn't have a very strong draft this year and after that super bowl hangover you know a lot since he's you know loves to remind us that a lot of his players retired Mm -hmm. he had to replace them somehow and you know he didn't have a very strong draft so we'll see with that, but I mean, very exciting second season. Definitely, awesome. Very, already season. looking forward to a lot next going season. On. I mean, it'll yeah. be here before we know it. And I I hope it's an active off season too. Um, you know, I, I hope that there's there's still a lot of stuff going on. Though I mean, to some to some extent, people want to wait to see what's going to happen in free agency, what's going to happen in the draft. But I mean, you know, the studs are going to stay the studs. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've. I've been already having these discussions with myself, <laughs> like thinking about how I want to go with my team in the off season. I've already eyed up people I want, but a lot of the, some of these guys play for teams that they might not be on. Right. So, like, I'll be completely honest, and I, I've talked about it on the podcast. I've had an interest in Derek Carr. Sure. I think there's some potential there, even though he is in his early 30s. Yeah, I think it's a buy low situation for yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah, exactly. That's what I might do with Brendan before. I don't know whether it's before or after the draft, but we talked about before the podcast. You know, free agency starts the month before the draft, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of 
you know things at play here. Yeah, March fifteenth is kind of right around the corner. Yeah, and then like another team I've been eyeing up is you know Adams' quarterback situation. Looks like Kyler will be out at least a month. Yeah. So Adam might want to trade him. He's kind of sick of his shit. I, Dak I Prescott. He's pretty frustrating. Tyler might want to move on from uh, Perk Cousins. So these are like just hypotheticals here, but like a lot of the and there's been talks about these guys all moving teams. So it's like who knows, right? I mean, should be an interesting off season. I guess just a without the the call for Brennan, I guess we could, we'll wrap it up. Um, wild card weekend. What do you think? I think we're gonna lose. <laughs> I was just talking about it in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not even gonna go like dip my toe in the is Lamar playing field until because I don't know what to believe or I don't. That's just such a ridiculous topic. But um, I don't know. Who knows what happens? It's playoffs. Anything crazy can happen. I think. Yeah. I mean, we sat a lot of people last week, and we still were mildly competitive in that game. Yeah, more so than I was expecting. I. It was ugly as we hell. We play. But. We play the Bengals pretty well. All yeah. things considered, I mean. We've limited Burrow to less than 225, you know, passing yards each time we played him this season. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, pretty good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the points were scored because of turnovers and dumb areas by our third string. Lamar version three. <laughs> that's what people have been calling him. Um, but other games that are fun, I think that Jaguars-Chargers game is going to be really Oof. fun. Definitely. That'll That's be gonna a, be an awesome. That'll game. probably be the most fun game. Maybe I don't, I'm not. I'm trying to think all the top of my head. Who are the Gi- Giants? Vikings. Giants. Vikings could be good. Bucks, could be Bucks and Cowboys could be sneaky good. I mean, the Bucks suck, man. I I would take but, the Bucks. No, are you kidding me? At home against the Cowboys. Wow. Yeah, fair. I mean, anything can happen. The I mean, Cowboys. The Cowboys, Cowboys are, have off days, man. Cowboys are favored by three. They have, I mean, their bad days are. They looked awful. like shit. I, yeah, exactly. They I have those days. I I don't know if I'm fully confident in the Bucks to win that game, but I would not be surprised if they won at home. If they if the Buccaneers win at home, I guarantee you Mike McCarthy gets fired. Wow. If the Chargers lose, I would be pretty unsurprised if Brandon Staley gets fired, especially with his horse shit that he pulled in Week 18 against Jags. Yeah, bad call. Um. I think the Niners roll against the Seahawks. I think the Bills roll against the Dolphins. Uh, who else? Seahawks, Niners. Did you say that? Yep. I think I think we've probably touched them all, man. Yeah, I mean. Oh wait, you didn't say. Do you think that the Ravens win or lose? Can't say until I, if Lamar. You got to you put a stake in the ground. I, I don't think they win. Yeah, me either. I mean, I mean, there's possible, but if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the Bengals. I will say the other matchups, you know, are that Giants Vikings game. That'd be everybody, everybody's betting on the Giants. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I think the public is all taking the the Giants with the points, but mm. I would fade them with the Vikings. I mean, it's Perk Cousins in prime time, so who knows? <laughs> and I think the Giants rested a lot of people, and they've just been clicking a little bit better lately. So. That'll be a pretty interesting game, but those two seven matchups look to be like shithead matchups. No doubt. I mean, it'll be fun, though. It's going to be a good playoffs, and just before playoffs start, who do you think the Super Bowl is? Bills. And? Eagles. Bills-Eagles. Yeah. I'm going to get another Super Bowl rematch, Niners-Chiefs. Ooh. I think the Eagles will stumble. 
yeah. whether that's to the Niners or somebody else earlier. I don't know, but so I really do you think like the, the Chiefs win it. That I can't say. Uh, probably if they go against Brock Purdy and the Niners, I think. Who else would they go against? Well, I meant like from the NFC, the Eagles. Oh, oh, I thought you meant it's a, who else within the 49ers. It's like. Oh yeah. uh, well, no, I well they talked about Jimmy if, G coming if, back. If you think playoffs. it's going to be Chiefs Niners, who do you think it's going to be? Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Bills will beat the Eagles. Yeah, that would be that would be. Should I'd, we do uh, should we do a bracket? Yeah, that'd be fun with, with a league. Yeah, we could or put a some, pool maybe. We could put some cash on some it. Some kind or of a yeah. fun pool. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we'll get Parley Paul on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay stay tuned for that. Yeah, but uh, let's do it. Yeah, all right. Talk to you guys. Sure.